0: I had originally prepared, God had given me something, and I had been working on it. And then, and the Lord says, those that received it on Wednesday, he said, that's not enough. He said, the world needs to receive uh, the word that is going forth. And we need to um, not only deal with the world, because we are a worldwide ministry, we also need to deal with the house as well. The topic was the afterlife, the afterlife. That was what we discussed on Wednesday. And so by mandate of God, we're going to go through and share some of the things that we shared on Wednesday. And then we will pick up with part two. We're going to intertwine. St. Luke, chapter number 16. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We honor you. We bless your name. Use us for your glory. Touch the hearts of your people. Help us to rest in your word. Help us not to pick and choose what we want, but God, help us to receive the meal that you have given unto us. In Jesus' name. We want to begin reading at verse number 19. We we are so focused. We are so focused on what's going on today. And where we are in, in this time, in this era of, of our lives and, and of the world. and But the Lord says there is an end to the end of time that we do not focus on. And that focus is on the afterlife. The afterlife. We're so ta- caught up with the things that we want here on this earth the things that our little hearts desire, but God says we need to begin to focus on those things that are eternal, eternal in glory. And so here it is in chapter number sixteen in the book of Luke. Begin reading at verse number nineteen. You need us to stay close with us, amen. Now, verse nineteen talks about there was a certain rich man. Which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and he fared sumptuously every day. He he had the best of life. He he had everything he thought going on. Now there are some things that we need to point out. There are some things we need to to point out here in regards to this rich man. This rich man is in essence, when we look at it, is symbolic of the church. Sometimes we think we have arrived, we think we've made it in, but when we actually really take a deep look at what the scripture says, then we have to begin to measure our lives to see if we actually going to make it in. Now, the, the key words in verse number 19 deals with the uh, apparel of the rich man, which is symbolic of the church, okay? It talks about him being clothed in purple and fine linen. So purple is the color of the priesthood. When when we look at uh, the building of the tabernacle, one of the colors was purple. Hmm. C- purple means loyalty. Purple also has to do with when Christ was crucified, they put him on a purple robe, hmm. and after that, it, it talks about purple being the apparel that Mordecai wore uh, when he dealt with Esther in the book uh, in the book of Esther, because it represents a royal apparel, and. In the book of Revelations, it talks about a woman clothed in purple. That woman is representative of the church. She was clothed in purple. However, she had in her hand a golden cup filled with abominations. So this is representative of the church, the saints. Now, you're going to understand something because God says we need to focus, we need to understand what will happen to us after the end of the end. All right? The next word we want to focus on besides purple in verse number 19 is the fine linen. It talks about him being arrayed in. So there we're going to go now to the book of Revelations Chapter number 19. We're just going to walk through this. We want to teach it. Prayerfully, we will be able to catch it all. The afterlife. Because something takes place in the afterlife. Revelations chapter number 19. And we're going to look at verse number 8. Because a lot of times when we look at the scriptures, we take it as we see it. But it really, when you dig down deep, it has meanings to what it's saying. There are some mysteries there. Now, when we look at verse number 8 in Revelation chapter 19. Are we there? And it says, now in verse number 8, it says, And to her was granted that she should be arrayed. In fine linen, is that not the same thing we talked about uh, in Luke chapter six, uh, sixteen, verse nineteen, that 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 the rich man was clothed also not in purple but in fine linen? Now look at what the fine linen represents. It says he was clothed, arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. Look at the latter part of verse eight. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. The fine lining is the righteousness of the saints. The righteousness. Now, let's go back to St. Luke chapter number 16. And then we're going to see how is it that this person that was, uh, or, or the, the, uh, those that's connected in the fellowship, how they ended up where they ended up. Okay? Now, we have to understand that God says the fine lining is the righteousness of the saints in the book of Revelations. What happened with this particular rich man or the symbolism of, of the church is that he was like what Paul describes in, in Romans uh, t- chapter 10. We talked about people having a zeal for God, and they were going about to establish their own righteousness, even though... He was here. He, 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 he represented the priesthood. He was caught up in his own righteousness. He was clothed in his own righteousness, not the righteousness of God. Have you ever seen people like that? You know, they, they go to church, you know, they're always there, and, and the doors open, and, and this is what they do you know and, and and every meeting they did every meeting and uh, i mean they do all these what we call good works uh, by man but yet their righteousness is not the righteousness of god amen now looking now at saint luke saint luke chapter number i mean chapter number 16 verse number 20 verse number 20 we're just going to lay out a plan here and it says, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate, at the rich man's gate. And he talks about him being full of sores. Hmm. And 21 says, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Hmm. Verse 22, verse 22 now in St. Luke chapter 16, verse 22 says, And it came to pass. See, something comes to pass after we finish this life. Hmm. It says, And it came to pass that the beggar, watch this, he died. And he was carried by the angels into abraham's bosom but the rich man also died and was buried Hmm. let's look at some things here let's look at some things it talks about how when (coughs) the beggar died he was instantly carried by the angels and he is in the bosom of God. Now, when it talks about Abraham's bosom, they're not literally talking about Abraham. They're talking about paradise. They're talking about he is in the bosom of God. Now, look at his condition. Now, when you when you look at the scripture, his condition was to a point that he had some type of disease, and the Bible talks about the sores and how the dogs came and licked, but they laid him at the gate. Of the rich man. And and so often we pass by people. We, we, we pass by people that does not look like we think they ought to look. We, we see their condition and we'll just go over on the other side like the good Samaritan. Hey, do we have any so-called good Samaritans? You know, you see something, you say, oh, I can't. I. In other words, I'm so holy, I can't be touched by that. Amen. See, we, we got that kind of Christian. Amen. A that, that so-called Christian. You, you can't be touched because you're afraid that you will become contaminated. <coughs> got a problem there. If you're going to lose... Oh, Holy Spirit. If you're going to lose your righteousness that quick, that means you never had it. You You, 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 you never really had it. Amen. Because anything that you touch... If you truly have God on the inside of you, it's going to bring about a change in them. It's going to bring about a change now. So, so when we looked at this now, uh, he's the, uh, the beggar, he is in the bosom of God. But that rich man, he died and he is buried. The Bible says he died and he is buried. Now look at verse number 23. Saint Luke, chapter sixteen, verse number twenty-three. Let's look at verse number twenty-three, and we're going to see some things um, that takes place. Do they have it up? All right. Remember now, all of the information that the scriptures gives us about the rich man is symbolic of those operating in the church remember we talked about his righteousness he didn't have the righteousness of God but he was going about establishing his own righteousness his proof it says and in hell he lifted up his eyes being in torments and and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Now, what is what, what what's happening here? The Bible says he lifts up his eyes. In other words, as, as we establish, as we establish on Wednesday, that at the end of the end of time, in the afterlife, you will be aware. You will have some awareness. Most people think that, that okay, when we die in, when we die in Christ, we're going to instantly be in the bosom of God, amen, and when we die in Christ, but those that dies outside of Christ, now, they are not just going to lay there in the grave and wait until the call for the resurrection. That's not true. That's not true, because he is saying he is in torment and what happens he sees afar off the very one he passed by the very one he passed by he's able to see and once he sees he also sees where he is. he is in the bosom of God. He's in. He's in paradise. The beggar. He see. There is an awareness in this afterlife. We we think when he, when we're dead, that's it. No, no. You're going to go through something before you hit. Before you have to stand at the at the at the thr- the throne of judgment. See, you're going to those that, that that's outside of Christ has to. Be able to go through what they're going through. Watch what the scripture says. Now, he's talking about he's in torment. He sees the very one that he passes by, a far off. He sees him in the bosom of Abraham. He sees him in the bosom of God. Now, verse number 24 says this. And he cried and said, Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. So if you die outside of the will of God in that afterlife, before that final judgment for you to be thrown into the lake of fire, you're going to go through some stuff. And it's called torment. That, that it's, it's, that's a flame. You're going to feel every bit of it if you die outside of the will of God, if you're not saved. That's why I love the fact when the young people said, choose this day, choose. Choose to serve the Lord and be saved. That's what the song says. Choose to serve the Lord and be saved. Save. But if you die outside of the will of God, you're going to be in torment in the afterlife for a very long time. And the reason we have to understand that, that when the body goes down, especially when you're wicked, that, that the soul is still there too. So you're going to be able to feel what's going on. There is awareness where you are if you're not in Christ. Amen. We're talking about the after life. God says, not only let them know about what's going on right now, but the greater thought, the concentration we need to be on is where we're going to spend eternity. You, You got to want to know where you're going to spend eternity. You got to know because see, this is the only chance we have right now that will determine where we spend eternity. Mm. Now, let's go to, keep your place now in Luke chapter 16. We're still focusing on the part one of it, so you can get the whole, the whole gist of the thing. Let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes, book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number eight. Remember now, he, he's, he died, he was died, he was buried, Okay. Go to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 8. Are we there? Now, verse number 8 says, There is no man that hath power over the Spirit to retain the Spirit, neither hath he power in the day of death. Listen, you don't have no power over death. You can't stop death. You can't stop death. And then he says, and there is no discharge in that war. In other words, that word discharge, that means you, there's no dismissal <laughs> in that war because when death comes, death comes. And, and just like you can be rel- relinquished or released when you're in the war and it's over, you discharge. Now No, God said there's no discharge when it comes down to death. There's no discharge. You don't have that, no power over that. And the latter part says, neither shall the wickedness deliver those that are given to it. Now, in v- looking at verse number 10, verse number 10 says, And so I saw the wicked buried, who had, watch this, who had come and gone from the place of the holy. And they were forgotten in the city where they had so done, this is also vanity. They had come and gone from the place of holy. They had come and gone from the place of fellowship. <laughs> the preacher that writes the book of Ecclesiastes, he says, now, he said, I saw him buried. But you know, he talks about, he says, who had come and gone? Well, I went to church every Sunday. I fed the poor. I helped clothes the naked. You remember verse 19? The rich man. All the colors, the purple and the linen. The symbolism of the church. See, the church do a whole lot of stuff. But is it of God? See, we focus more on works rather than working the work on the inside of us. That's going to bring about a change. It's important. Now, let's go back. Let's go back now. Let's go back to Luke 16. We're still working part one because those that are out there, that, that, that's in the world, that, that they get an understanding that there is an end to the end of the end time, and it is called the afterlife. You can either spend it in torment before the final decision of being cast into the lake of fire, or you can have it right so when your departure comes, you ain't got to worry about where you're going to be. You'll be in the bosom of Abraham. You'll be in the, the bosom of God. Amen. 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 Now, now, looking at Luke chapter 16, verse number 25. Now, remember now, he has an awareness. All right? looking at verse number 25. It says, But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise, Lazarus evil things. But now he is confident, he is confident, and thou art torment. So during that time of the afterlife, he'll be able to reflect. <laughs> because as the conversation goes, in the bosom of God, Abraham, in the bosom of God, he say, he calls him a son. That means at one point in life, he was connected to God. He called him a son. But he also instructed him to reflect. He said, you had it going on. You you, you, you were blessed. You, 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 you thought you had everything that you needed in the materialistic way according to man. But that's not it. See, See, it doesn't matter what you have when it comes down to the afterlife. God don't care nothing about your stuff. God God doesn't care anything about that. He cares about your soul. He cares about whether or not you're going to spend eternal life with him. We've had to know where we're going. He tells him, he said, now you got to remember, see, there's a reflection going on. You remember that in your lifetime you got good things. You receive good things. Sometimes we, as David said, you know, he all, his foot almost slipped because he saw the prosperity of the wicked. You better be careful who you set your standards by. because cause they got this, that, and the other, that don't mean they got God. And in the final analysis, you got to have God to be able to enter into that eternal abode. Old beggar didn't have nothing. Didn't have nothing. And the only comforting he had was the dog that licked his sores. But look where he ended up. Oh, Holy Spirit. What God is saying. Don't worry about what you have or what you don't have. The main thing that you need is the fact that you will be able to end up in the bosom of God. That, that's what matters. We, we get all caught up in wanting things and, and, and wanting to have things for, for, for what, as the man called it Christmas. But how many folk Say, God, I want more of you just for Christmas. I I want more of you. I want less of me, but more of you. See, we got our priorities messed up. Remember now, he calls him a son. He wants new God. What about your relationship with God? He said, he said, son, don't you remember? So in that time of torment, he's able to reflect. Because see, what happens with the grave? See, the grave silence you, it also imprisons you. But there's a, as we said on Wednesday, there's a movie being played out of your life. And you're gonna get to watch it. You're gonna get to watch what you did in your lifetime. When God gave us a chance to get it right, everything is going to be played out. It's going to be played out. Okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He told him, so now he says, the one you passed by that you felt like was just so disdained, he's in the comfort of God. But look where you are. My son that left me. He said, you're in torment. Hmm. Now, verse number 26 says this. Now, verse 26 in Luke chapter 16, it says, And besides all of this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot neither can they pass to us that would come from this. In other words, he said, listen, besides you're reflecting, he said, I want you to understand that there's a gulf, there's, there's an, a, a, a place, this gulf is, is fixed, it's impassable, that they can't come back to you and you can't go to them because you had your opportunity right now. So he says, now, you, you, you can't do that. They, you, they, they can't come. But, but, but watch how things translate here when it comes to the rich man. He knows how to negotiate. Watch him, watch him, watch him. Now, after he is told and instructed, look at verse number 27. It says, then he said, talking about the rich man. The one that left God. Okay? The son. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. Now he is trying to he's trying to negotiate in hell. Cause the Bible says when he lifted up his eyes, he lifted up his eyes in hell. Now see, it's it's beyond what we think. The grave is—it's it's beyond that because see, there's torment going on, and now he is trying to negotiate his way for some help. It, help is now. <laughs> help is not later in the afterlife. It's not not. See, this word right now is to let us know what we need to do right now. Until death takes us away because see the Bible say it is appointed to every man to die and after death comes the judgment. So there is no negotiation with death. So, and, and once it once you've oh Lord, you once you die and and, 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 and and people are notorious about trying to preach somebody in heaven when they know that life was strictly hell at a funeral. Anybody been there besides me? Come on. God says you've already written out where you're going to be by your lifetime, during your lifetime with your lifestyle. Whether you're with God or without God, you've already recorded, you've already written where you're going. Talking about the end of the end of the end time. The afterlife. The afterlife. There he is. Can you you even imagine being in hell and trying to negotiate your way out? The mind is not even right. There is no negotiation. And then verse 28 says, watch him, watch him now, watch him. All of a sudden, he wants to become a missionary. Watch him. Verse, verse 27, verse 28 says, now he's saying, For I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. All of a sudden now he's concerned about those he's left behind. My brethren. If you would just send somebody from the day, if you would just send Lazarus to warn them, well God got to an answer for that too. If you send, you just send him, they, they, they're coming, they're coming the same way. They're taking the same path that I've taken and I'm in torment. I don't want them to be in torment too. What happened to our witness while we were alive? He's, he's negotiating. He's trying his best. Yeah, well, if I can't get no help for me, then I can get some help for somebody else. But it's too late. How is our witness lately? Have we witnessed to anybody lately? Or has it been about ourselves? Have we told anybody about you? See, people don't even talk about hell. All they want to preach about is getting your stuff. You ain't seen no, no no going down behind the hearse. You have not seen anybody's money taken out of the bank and it's traveling behind them. Because you know what's going to happen if you do that? If anybody does that, you know what's going to happen? Some of them same folk that's been crying and all that stuff over you, they're going to make sure just as soon as it gets dark, they're going to open up your casket and get that money out. Don't think people won't because people are crazy these days. Got some grave robbers. Now, let's go now. Keep your place in, in Luke because we're going to come back there. Let's go now to Psalms 49. Psalms 49, the book of Psalms. Just want to teach this thing. Just want to, just want us to see and know and understand that there's something else after, in the afterlife. Before we get to that final place, because, see, there's an end to the end of the end time. We're so worried about the end time, what's going on, <laughs> but we ain't even thought about where we're going to spend eternity. Now, Psalms, Psalms 49, look at verse number 6. This is part of the part, too. (laughs) Psalms 49, verse number 6. It says, They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. How much they've accumulated. Now, when you're dealing with your wealth, it not only means riches, but it means your resources, your your, your strength, your goods, it, your, the military might, all these different things, you, the power, your ability, and all of your substance. See, if you trust in that, you, you you messed up. You're trusting in the wrong thing. Trusting in the wrong thing. So many, have you ever heard, have you ever been around somebody who want to boast about what they have? They ain't living like nothing, but they boasting. About what materialistic stuff. Not even realizing that there's going to be a greater price to be paid in the afterlife. There's going to be some tormenting going on. And then verse 7 says, none of them, what you got, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. I don't care what you got, you still can't redeem your brother. You remember, he he was trying to negotiate for his brethren. He wants somebody to go back and warn them to get it right not to come here because this place is torment. The scripture has said, no matter what you have, it cannot redeem your brother from death. It cannot redeem your brother. You can't save your brother. It's up to every individual what choice they make. He said none of them, talking about all those things that's included in what wealth is, they cannot redeem your brother. And yet there's nothing you can give a God for a ransom. Christ didn't already paid that. (laughs) See, the ransom has already been paid. Stay with the Brennan. Yes, sir, Lord. Now, verse number eleven. We still in Psalms forty-nine. Y'all still, y'all still with me? Still okay? We want it wanted to be stirring on the inside because oftentimes we pray. Let that be a change when we leave from this place. If we don't get a get a change from what what God is revealing, we will never get it. Cause. Understanding now that, that, that man, he was aware of what was going on in hell. He got a reflect, he was able to reflect over his own lifestyle and during his lifetime, he even tried to negotiate for somebody else and God said, there's no negotiation in this. There's no negotiation. Now, verse number 11 and, and, and and Psalms 49 says, their inward thought is, watch this, is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling places to all generations. And then it says they call their lands after their own name. See, that's where I get that legacy stuff from. Oh, I'm going to leave a legacy. You better leave a legacy of righteousness. Not a legacy of what you have, stuff, houses, and land. I'm going to name, I'm going to name, I'm going to name the land I have after my son, after my daughter, when I'm dead. You better leave them a legacy of righteousness and holiness so they can make it in. But see, we get it all mixed up. We think what's, what's important is leaving stuff behind for our kids. Yes, the Bible tells us to, to, to store up, you know, uh, uh, things for our children, you know, to, to the, uh, the, those previous those generations to come. But we need to start teaching our children about righteousness and holiness, how to live so that in the afterlife they will not be tormented in hell. Somebody said, well, that's strong. That's what the Word said. Legacy. Even back in the book of Genesis, just named a city after his son. Have you ever written the vote downtown? town and all of a sudden, you know, if they, they bring something on TV, they're going to name somebody. Uh, you have a street name uh, uh, from somebody. Uh, 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 there are some streets in Spalberg. that are named after people. They're to leave something behind for us to remember them. But listen, ain't no remembrance in the grave. <laughs> formal, the Bible said those former things, they will remember no more. Listen, if I'm in the bosom of God, do you think I want to remember where I come from on earth? Oh, no. See, we, we, we're we focusing, God says, we're focusing on the wrong They are forgetting that there's going to be some tormenting going on. And the Bible even says where the worms never die. Now, (laughs) nowadays most people want to be created, cremated, and that's because it helps in the finances. But regardless, the Bible says those worms going to never die. It's going to, you'll continually be in torment if you die outside of the will of God. You've got to make a choice. You, you've got to make a choice. If my family gets something, They better thank God because I'm trying to leave a legacy of righteousness and holiness. Nobody's perfect. But we also know right from wrong because sometimes we can twist the scripture. Well, God knows. He knows. Yes, He does know. He knows. Start training up your kids in Scripture and what God says. We teach everything else. Everything else, but we don't take the time to teach them the Word of God. Because, see, when you're dead and gone, they may not get it, especially the way the world is going now. Because, see, what's happening now, and we're dancing Scripture for that, they, they're not thinking about God. They don't want God in a part of their lives. If they don't get it now, while we're at the age that we're at, and we impart into them, they will never get it. But if we're so busy trying to build us a legacy, what good is that going to do? They can't negotiate it. Can't use it. In the time that you need. <sighs> okay. Now, Watch verse 14? Verse 14 says. Like sheep, they are laid in the grave. What does it say? if you got verse 14 up there? What does it say that's going to feed on them? Death shall feed on them. And then it says, And the upright shall have dominion over them anymore. You may have had dominion here on earth with your little whatever this is, materialistic stuff. But in that final day, the saints is gonna have dominion. Remember now, the rich man, he calls him a son, he was at one point a part of the body of Christ. That's scary if it's not shaking our souls and our spirit, I don't know what is. And then he says, and their beauty shall consume in the grave from their dwelling. Hmm. And verse 15, verse 15 says, but God will redeem my soul from the power of, of the grave. See, see, God will redeem us from the, our soul from the power of the grave because see, we're going to be in the bosom of Abraham. We're going to be in the bosom of God. That's what we're going to be. He, he's not going to allow us to be in torment. We're going to be with the master. Hmm. And then he says, he shall receive me. And verse 16 says, be not thou afraid. When one is made rich. When the glory of his house is increased. He said, listen, don't worry about other folk, what they have. Don't Don't worry about it. Don't worry about how much glory uh, they're getting, what their status is in this life. He said, don't worry about that. Because, see, that glory is going to fade. See, verse 17 says, for when he dieth. He shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. His glory is not going to descend after him. It doesn't matter about these titles and, and, and all this stuff. It doesn't matter about that. It doesn't matter about prestige. All that stuff, nothing is going with you. It ain't going with you. So don't get caught up on all of that. You can't take it with you to the grave. It's, it is not going to speak for you in that day. Because you've already written out your life. <laughs> you've already done that. See, that's why it's important to get, get what needs to be done while we are alive here now on earth. Because after that, you, you, you can't do no apologies. Can't do it. It's impossible. That don't count. Get it right now. Lord oh, Jesus, help us Lord. Now, in Psalms 9 and 17, and I don't think we even put it up there, it says, the, watch, this. it said, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. The wicked is going to be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget— the, all the nations that forget God, Lord help America, and all the other nations that has forgotten God, because right now they've forgotten God. But He said they will be turned into hell. They're going to be tormented. They're going to pay. They're going to pay. That's scripture. That's what God's word says. The nations that have forgotten God. Every individual that has forgotten God. See, the rich man had to pray because he forgot. At one point, he was in the body of Christ. He had that righteousness, but he went about to establish his own righteousness and he ended up in hell, tormented. It's heavy. But there's a lot of things that we need to think about because it's something beyond the end of the end of the end of time. It's something beyond that. And you don't want to be a part of that. Now, our last scriptures. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Going back to Luke chapter 16. Going back to Luke. Going back here. Going back to Luke 16, verse number 29. It says, Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. God says, Stop picking and choosing who you going to hear. Because if everyone that we reject may have the words, of eternal life for our souls now he wants somebody from the dead to, to go and witness to his brethren but, but 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 God is saying to him now listen I've already established I've already sent you Moses and the prophet I've already sent you the law and then I've sent you grace he said now you won't even hear the prophet you will not hear anybody see God will talk to us he and he is talking right now. Verse 30 says, I ain't in a word he's going to rebuke God. He said, And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. Mm-mm. 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 See, their, 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 their eyes been shut up, closed. Ears have been stopped. He said, well, send somebody back from the dead and repent. Listen, well, as, as we talked about it on, on Wednesday, how even when God raised Lazarus from the dead with Mary and Martha and raised Lazarus from the dead, he sat up there and he was at the table with Jesus and people still didn't believe because they were trying to kill him. And God had rose him from the dead. So we know that people are not going to hear anybody that comes from the dead. He said, I've given you what you need. He said, I've given you the law. I've given you grace because Moses represents the law. He said, I've given you that. Plus, I've sent the prophets, inspired speakers from God. He said, I've sent them. And you still shut your ear. You, you, you still close your eyes to the truth. How many people have closed their eyes to the truth? It's so, all right, God gonna, He'll forgive me. Well, after a while, grace's gonna run out. Grace will run out. And we still have to make that decision. We've got to remember now. We have to remember there is something to the end of the end of the end time. That afterlife that we have got to be focusing on and thinking about. God is not playing with us, God is not playing with us. You're not playing. I said to someone last night, yesterday, I said, it's like this. People, they were so caught up with corona, and all of a sudden now it's just like they've been rocked to sleep. So here comes something very unusual called a tornado that he sent on Friday. Something on the ground for 200 miles. That's something that's not even heard of. And it's tearing up, tore up everything in its way. He's going to get our attention one way or the other. He's going to get our attention. Note, in the afterlife, the soul does not die with the body. There's still consciousness after death, It does not sleep. Talking about the soul. And some of us think people are teaching that we're going to lay there in that grave until the time of the morning of the resurrection. That ain't true. You're going to go through some stuff before you hit that time of resurrection for that final final thing. There's no escape. There's no escape from that torment. Mm -mm. Ain't no help got to get it right right now on this side of on this side on this side because on the other side there's no negotiation in that war there's no discharge because it has been a point to all of us that we got to die and after death comes the judgment the afterlife I pray I pray I pray that we hear what the spirit is saying. I pray. We worry about everything else, but we're not worried about where our soul gonna go when this old life is over. You know, there's, we're done here with this. Minister Marcellette had a dream, and I thought much about her dream. Do you mind sharing your dream with with the church? The last one. Come on, come on, come on. This this is puts the cake on the afterlife, where we're we gonna end up at. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Well, you all know my son passed in October. October 4th you know and he he loved the Lord he served the Lord and he had been suffering with sickness in his body and before that and